Welcome to What's Happening, a podcast created by and for the Anglophone East School District. Join us on your drive to work, your walk around the block, in the staff room, or while you're relaxing. You bring the coffee, and we'll bring the news. My name is Brian. And my name is Stephanie. We are excited to be hosting What's Happening, a place where we share everything that's happening in our district. Follow us on social media using at Anglophone East to be notified of when new episodes come out. Welcome to What's Happening. Welcome back, everyone, for another amazing season of What's Happening, and that means we have a new school year upon us. And what better way to start off the show with our first episode with our returning guest, who on the show before was our director of schools, but now is in a new role as acting superintendent of the Anglophone School District. We are very excited to welcome Pamela Wilson. Pam, thank you so much for joining us on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. We're super excited for the new season. We're going to have some uh, new features and things added to some of our episodes this year. So we're pretty excited about that. And thank you so much for being here. Um, So uh, just, I guess, going with that acting superintendent role, what does that mean? And what is um, what can people expect for the uh, superintendent role to be filled permanently? So the acting role is, uh, I'm in place in this role until the hiring process takes place for the new permanent uh, superintendent. Uh, so for the the uh, hiring process, it, the job will be posted and the DEC has that responsibility of hiring the superintendent. Uh, and so once they post that job, then there'll be an interview process uh, through them and the new superintendent will be hired. So I stepped in uh, on June 30th. And I'm happy to help out in the meantime through this hiring process. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, that's great to hear and great to hear about the process and what kind of what we can expect, you know, as as the new superintendent um, is hired uh, for the 21-22 school year. So let's dive into the new school year. Um, tell us a little bit about the work that's been going on over the summer. There have been some changes, obviously. We New Brunswick is now in the green phase, which is exciting. Um, so what does that mean mm-hmm. for schools as we enter this 21-22 school year? Yes, yeah, so being in the green phase is really exciting for our province and for our district. Uh, but we still have some many safety precautions for sure for our students and staff in the schools. Um, and so what has happened is we have a healthy and safe schools document as it's uh, entitled and that's a provincial document. And that's been released in, in the last week and it's been shared uh, with parents, it's been shared with staff and uh, and so that is the uh, document of guidelines that we'll be following as a province and so that's what parents can expect uh, would be to follow those guidelines so I'm happy to give you a, a summary of that if you'd like absolutely yeah okay all right so uh, a lot will um, seem similar to last year as far as the safety guidelines that we were following but there are some uh, I guess some additions as far as opening things up and uh, it not being as restrictive as last year, um, now that we're in the green phase. So I think that's pretty exciting for everyone. We definitely want to ensure that our uh, younger students who are still vulnerable in the way of not having that opportunity to be vaccinated, that we're really protecting them um, as much as we can. And so there are more guidelines, more restrictions in the K-8 Uh, schools or schools that have K-8 students. Um, 
just for that reason, until there's that vaccination piece in place for them, and then and then it will be looked at at that point. So in in that way, it's a bit different K to eight and nine to twelve, and that's the reason because our nine to grade nine to twelve students, our high school students, have had the opportunity to be vaccinated. Um, so as far as what it will look like this year, generally, uh, we're still going to be monitoring uh, symptoms, and that we're asking, and the document outlines this really clearly with more details if people want to check it out. Um, but we're asking that anyone with symptoms monitor those symptoms. And of course, there's a list of the specific symptoms in the document. And if there's one symptom, there's steps to take as far as wearing a mask and uh, testing and so on. Uh, two symptoms, the same thing that uh, students are asked and staff are asked to stay home. Um, there's a lot of, there's guidelines on hand washing and hygiene. There's great things that we've learned this year in COVID that hopefully will continue on um, permanently as far as good hygiene. So it lists those good practices for sure in the document. Uh, and then as well, just generally here in K-8 schools or schools that have K-8 students, um, there'll be a real uh, emphasis on safety, so controlling traffic. Maybe a little less as far as arrows, there might be um, less signage and arrows, but there's good routines in place anyway in schools and they'll just be that continuation of making sure there's uh, the, the least amount of congestion as possible and that would be in those common areas. So once students and staff are in the classrooms, it opens up a bit. Uh, we don't have the bubbles similar to last year, uh, but we're still going to be having lots of safety measures in place. So reducing congestions in the hallways, therefore wearing masks in the hallways and common areas. But like I say, once they enter the classroom, um, the students uh, do not have to wear masks at that point. Uh, I just want to outline some of the other pieces here. So assemblies, there won't be assemblies yet in K-8, to but we'll be moving towards that hopefully when we're looking at vaccinations. Um, and then for the uh, use of schools from, by the community, so rentals and groups and so on, uh, those will be allowed this year, whereas they weren't last year, but it needs to be limited to youth using the, uh, the facility as opposed to adult groups. And that's again another safety measure for our students. So there are a few more measures in place, but those are the main ones for K to 8. And then grades 9 to 12, um, we uh, are allowed to have small group assemblies, opens up a bit more. Uh, but of course, in common areas, there still is that um, requirement of masking. And again, that's just for the safety of everyone. So it's it, it will be similar to last year, but a little a little less uh, restrictive in a way. And less and uh, and extracurriculars and sports and those things are are able to happen this year too, which is uh, with with fewer restrictions, which is pretty exciting, I think. It yeah. is exciting. Yes, I think the students and staff will be really glad about that piece and parents. Yeah. So it's good to know that these measures, you know, there are there are changes, right? There are good changes that are happening because we are in green. Obviously, as you mentioned, there are still some protocols in place just to uh, make sure, you know, we have health and safe schools when we when we do return. So uh, last year, a big focus was on something like we called operational plans. Is that still in place this year, or, or is it, are we focusing more on the health and safe and safe school document? Um, so this year, the healthy and safe schools document replaces our uh, return to schools document from last year. And um, that operational plan that each school had to have, um, that is replaced by this healthy and safe schools 
document as well. However, from my understanding, there may be a district-wide type of a plan that will help uh, develop, and that would be based on following general safety protocols. But as far as coming up with an operational plan like, like every business and school did last year, we're not looking at that at this point. Right. Um, but to, uh, I guess, expand on that, parents can expect to hear from their specific schools during the week of August 30th about what their first week will look like, because I know a lot of schools are still doing staggered entry. And I know some high schools have been uh, already posting what their staggered entry is going to look like. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, Stephanie. Um, that's a great a positive um, that we took away from last year. We talk a lot about silver linings from COVID, um, and that would be one that uh, schools were really clear on, that they, the staggered entry was a positive thing. Uh, we had staggered entry before this past year, usually in kindergarten, where new students to the school experience would come in smaller groups to, you know, get to know the routines that first week. Uh, but last year, of course, with safety, we had small groups across the grades, K to 12, and we called it staggered entry and schools, students and parents, you know, I, I heard really positive feedback um, from everyone involved. And I think that really emphasizes good mental health, you know, for our students and, and the well-being of them adjusting to coming back to school, adjusting um, to the, uh, the guidelines, although a lot of them are the same as last year, but and after the summertime too, just, just coming back to school and having it a positive experience and having that chance to connect with the teacher in a smaller group. So, so yes, to answer your question, <laughs> uh, parents can expect to hear from the school uh, in the next few weeks, definitely before that first week of school, to find out what day their child will be attending. attending. So they may not attend every day, that first week because of that positive experience of the staggered entry. And we thank parents for their patience with that. It may include a bit more uh, daycare and knowing ahead of time will be key for them. We realize that. So schools are asked to communicate that with parents ahead Excellent. of time. Thank you. That's great. And and so just sticking on that terms of changes, you know, you mentioning, you know, we'll enter this school year with some staggered entry. Are there other changes that people can expect that may be different um, from last year. And I know there's a few, something like full capacity busing for students. Um, are there a few main points that you can think of that uh, we can expect as we enter the new school year that would be different? Sure. Um, as far as different from last year, I would say definitely that busing, that full capacity busing, but the routes are already um, available to the parents and students. Um, so that will help them to plan for sure. Um, and as far as changes from last year, I would say there'd be more at the high school level then if we look at it that way, because they will be allowed to have groups, small groups meet where they weren't allowed uh, to do so last year. Um, so that will be a positive change for them. And again, we mentioned that sports piece and activity. So it could look very different in a positive way for them. Will they be, they'll be able to take part in those activities somewhat um, that they wouldn't have been able to last year. So as far as what the first day will look like um, and be any different, I think there'll be a lot of similarities really. And um, that staggered entry will help the teachers to go over the routines with the students that first day in smaller groups. Um, and certainly any expectations, they'll ensure that students are, are familiar with them and they're comfortable with them and they may be different according to each school as far as the flow of traffic and so on. But I think more similar than not, except those added bonuses of being able to take part in the activities, which is great. Right. 
And in terms of busing, masks are required for every student on buses this year, right? So that we yes. protect yes. the kids who can't be immunized yet. Okay. That's right. Yeah, we really are um, focusing on protecting those students, um, you know, kindergarten to grade eight, mostly, or under the age of 12 who haven't had that vaccination. So th that will be looked at in time once that vaccination is able to take place. But for now, masks on buses. So that's a good point. That first day when they're getting ready to get on the bus, if they could be ready with their mask, that would be great. That's great. Great points and, and information for all of our listeners, whether it be staff, students, parents, whomever may be listening, uh, those changes that you can expect or similarities going to new, the new school year. And that healthy and safe document is available uh, to go through. And, and we'll actually put the link to that in the show notes uh, for anybody who's willing to or looking to access um, that document. So, so Pam, we don't want to take too much of your time. We know you're super busy as school is gearing to start up. But before we take off, um, we want to give you the opportunity to give a welcome back message to our staff as we kind of embark onto this journey of our new school year. Absolutely. Um, and that would be uh, my message is a huge welcome back to everyone. Um, I'm excited about this school year. We met as a group of administrators uh, recently, and, and uh, there is definitely an air of excitement about the school year and being in the green phase. Lots to celebrate after um, getting through last year in such a positive way in our province, for sure, when you look at the world. Um, so, yes, a welcome back and, and a thank you for all you do. I know last year was especially challenging with all the changes that kept um, taking place for us to deal with COVID. Um, but you sure stepped up and I'd like to thank you for that. And that would be for the uh, students and parents as well, I think. Everybody did their part last year, and so now we're ready to start a school year, a new school year, and uh, just welcome back. Uh, it's going to be a, a great year, I think. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pam, for being with us, and uh, I, I think I'm pretty excited for the school year to start as well. My pleasure. Thanks for Thanks. having me. Thank you so much once again for taking the time out of your day, Pam, for, for joining us. And we hope all of our listeners follow us on social media at Anglophone East to get updated when new episodes come out. Um, and as I mentioned before, that new document, The Healthy and Safe Schools, will be in the show notes for anyone looking uh, to, to retrieve it, view it, and read through it. So as always, stay tuned, stay creative, and stay connected. This was What's Happening.